I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. This is a Little Empire podcast. Visit us at littleempirepodcast.com and on Instagram at littleempirepodcasts. I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a face. It's for me, okay. They're both male, and they're both gay. So they okay. Ho, ho, ho. Bells, jingle 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 bells, Oh, um, welcome so welcome so much uh, to the Mail Gaze, the Christmas special with your hosts Alf Matthewson <laughs> and Christ Parker, because we know what the true meaning of Christmas is. You could have gone Christmas Parker. No, the true meaning of Christmas is the birth of Christ. You're absolutely right. Happy birthday, Jesus! Do you know what I was thinking in bed this morning? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so we have a holiday that celebrates the birth of Christ. Correct, and. Um, a holiday that the death of Christ. Yeah. Imagine if Jesus was gay and he came out. Imagine that holiday. That would be a good holiday. Like because, and because you know we live in a world where Christians would have been celebrating it right from the get go. So you know it would be a we'd be living in a topsy turvy world. What do you reckon you would get? So on Christmas you give presents to each other to celebrate his birthday. On Easter you eat hot, hot cross buns hot for his death, bun. and then a chocolate egg for his rebirth. Yeah. What or would a you? Little ch- chocolate chicken or something. No, you don't have a chocolate chicken. No, like a little hollow chick. <laughs> no, you don't. No one has ever eaten that on Easter. Um, uh, also, uh, yeah. What, what do you reckon you would eat or, or give to each other when to he celebrate? Came out. Uh, the tradition would be like a chocolate or like some kind of, like your closet would be filled with gifts or something. <laughs> <laughs> a closet full of presents. That's a lot of presents. Well, you know what I mean? Like you, or maybe just like a new outfit hanging up. In the closet Oh yeah It's like oh my god I really wanted this For oh. um, for Christ's coming out day What happens is You Your family You get together You tour around the rooms And then everyone goes Into their closet Changes into their new outfit Comes out Yeah And everyone claps them <laughs> And says Christ's coming <laughs> out <laughs> He, he wants, wants the world to know He likes to have a blowjob Um so this if this is the Christmas edition of the male gaze and we're just here to celebrate Christmas and make mm. this festive holiday as gay as we can. And we're going to start with the fact of the gay. Mm-hmm. Um the gayest fact uh, available. I'm going to start with mine because it's not a fact. It's more just a nice thing I found on the internet. Okay. Yours will be better. A better ending point. I'm insecure about mine, but it's a cool thing. <laughs> camp light bulb. I was just reading up about this on Huffington Post. Mm. You know, like American camp tradition. Yes. 
it's a quite a thing, eh? Like summer over camp. summer camp, they mm. all go. But this is a winter camp. Ooh. Um, I think they also do summer camps as well. But it's like specific. It's in um, Santa Monica. Uh, <laughs> co- good to know. <laughs> And they've got a short video here. Where, where is Santa Monica, Chris? I don't know. <laughs> and uh, what is popular in Santa Monica? World famous. Well, enjoy visit. They also visit LA. So. Oh, okay, that's good. Gonna, I know where that is. They're going to walk on the stars of, you know, see all the famous people on the Walk of Fame. Good camp. Um, but it's specifically catered towards LGBTQI kids ages like 14 to 18. Whoa. And... What I like is that it's the camp goes from the 26th of December through to the 1st of January, which is often a time where you would spend that time with your family. However, with mm. these kids whose family potentially might not accept them, I was thinking, or, you know, yeah. they, they can set them away on this, or maybe they've lost their parents or something. You know, they can send them away on this camp over that time. They're surrounded by sort of like my or fun and you know friends and like-minded individuals and they can sort of oh. not feel so alone at that time of year and they, they give out like um 40 percent of its participants attend on scholarships oh wow isn't that just like doesn't that just warm your heart that's beautiful um so i was just like reading up about that and just felt really you feel really nice knowing that there are like networks and stuff for people who um that time of year is like actually quite tricky and tri- quite difficult. Must be so nice, uh, you know. How on a normal New Year's trip you might be like the one, the one homo with your yeah, with all your straight friends, but these guys are all together celebrating the New Year. When I go home for Christmas, I'm certainly, I'm certainly the only gay person in what feels like my suburb. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, I feel exactly the same. <laughs> I feel like I'm going to bring a bit of Auckland flair to this Christmas Christchurch. I often go to church. I'm like, oh, I'll go to the morning church service on Christmas because it's tradition, and then I just that I've never feel gayer than when I'm at church isn't uh, it interesting yeah it's almost like the complete stripping away of everything makes you yourself feel like sort of louder and prouder <laughs> yeah 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 um, do you want to hear so my effect of the gay I just was wondering about this uh, in, in terms of loud and proud it's about Alton John oh um, I just thought we could um, delve into Alton John's process of coming out do you know do you know anything oh my about god this? I would love to know so basically it was kind of like an open secret really in the rock and roll uh community as is the way with like most of these celebrities that around this time as well like it was this what is this kind of open it's like hard because it's kind of like you're not really just talking about it which is like twice the problem you know exactly and now alton has said like he was like i didn't think i really needed to tell anyone because um like everyone kind of knew but obviously it's like once you give a name to it there's so much more awareness about it anyway Basically, the, a Rolling Stone. Elton John was not doing any interviews uh, while he was doing a run of shows at Madison Square Garden. Um, but Rolling Stone swooped in with their writer Cliff Jar. Uh, Cliff Jar was an openly gay writer who had an inkling that Elton might be a little bit gay. Oh, I wonder what set him off on that. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know exactly what it was. Um, uh, but Elton had never talked openly about it. So uh, Cliff Jar. Uh, wanted to have a gotcha moment. Um, so they planned this kind of like intimate interview where they uh, said to Alton that they would take the tape recorder out of the room um, if if they needed to. They had a code wa- word for the photographer to leave um, if he wanted him to leave. And then um, Alton John was like, oh, 
didn't need any of that. He just talked about it. Um, Amazing. This is in 1976, by the way. He said, I crave to be loved. That's the part of my life I want to have come together in the next two or three years. And that's partly why I'm quitting going on the road. My life uh, in the last six years has been a Disney film. And now I have to have a person in my life. He then said, I'd rather fall in love with a woman eventually because I think a woman probably lasts much longer than a man. Um, but I really don't know. Uh, I haven't met anybody that I want to settle down with of either sex. But he said, there's nothing wrong with going to be with someone of your own sex. I think everybody's bisexual to, to a certain degree. I don't think it's just me. So he Aww. came out as bisexual in this interview. Uh, a few years after that, he married a German uh, woman. Her name was uh, Renate Blauel, uh, which I've pronounced exactly <laughs> correct. Uh, <laughs> they were married for four years, but then the same year that they broke up, he then, in another interview with the Rolling Stone, came out in 1988, the year of my birth. Oh, wow. Maybe that should be the holiday rather than when Christ, like, maybe came out. It's when Elton John came out. Yeah, I would love if we celebrated when Elton John came out. Internationally. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be Huge awesome. holiday. And everyone wears, like, star glasses. Yes. And you all have to sit around with your family and sing, sing, sing the songs around the piano. Oh, that would be, go- that would be gorgeous because his songs are so great to sing. What's your favorite Elton John song? I'm Still Standing. Oh, wow. That's a goodie. Yeah. I, when I broke my foot doing a dance show, I played it every night and like would kind of cry to myself and be like, <laughs> you can get through this. Oh, that's really, that's really beautiful. But it was like a good metaphor, you know, I'm still standing. Well, not even a metaphor, just like a literal piece of advice that I needed. Yeah. I like um, Benny and the Jets. Yeah. Such a good song. song. And also- <laughs> <laughs> Makes me want to sing. <laughs> I'm sorry. Ghost just arrived into <laughs> the podcasting booth. The ghost of uh, straight Alton John from 1976. He's like, get out of here. It's not a space <laughs> for you. Um, yeah. Shout out to Alton John. And um, thank you for your continued Support. subscription to our podcast. <laughs> okay, Eli, it's Merry Christmas to you and a Merry Christmas to me. Yes. Let's talk about Christmas. Eh? We were talking about this this morning. Um, one thing you were kind of bringing up, which I thought was quite interesting, were presents that you get from relatives mm-hmm. that... You're like, you're giving me this because you think this is what a gay man wants yeah, for Christmas. completely. I certainly, I reckon, you know, if it's like a graph of like, it, it slowly curves up when you come out. Oh, yeah, But yeah. like, you already start being a little like effeminate child. Like, I it, I was already on the graph. Yeah, and yeah. And then as I got older and came closer to coming out, this the curve went up. And yeah. then it just spiked as soon as I came up. And suddenly, like, it was, the gifts were... Fruity. I, I reckon my family should have known. Age eight, they got me Steps, uh, five, six, seven, eight. The album. I and, had that album. And Bewitched, uh, the album with Celebi. My and own. I played them constantly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> we we got a CD and DVD store voucher, a shared gift one year, twenty dollars. Oh, nice. And we had a big argument as to what album we should buy, and I went for Steps. No, nah, and we goodie. we all could enjoy it, the whole family. So it was really good. Yeah, I'm also pr- I'm pretty sure one year I got the um, or maybe my sister, maybe I got this for my sister, but then I just used it for myself. Was the Viva Forever CD single of the Spice Girls, which was one of the first ones where the video was attached. And that video, if you remember, was where they're all like tin fairies, yes. and then Ginger flies away at the end. And the Rubik's symbolically. cube, symbolically, the Rubik's cube, yeah, yeah, haunting video. It gave me <sighs> nightmares. Beautiful. I used to watch it at, on like the Coca Cola. What was the Coke? 
Atia. Atia. With Eric Takas. Yeah. And that video was always kind of playing. And I was always like, it was sort of Saturday morning, you'd be watching it and it kind of just got like shivers down your spine. <laughs> it does. Uh, thinking about, talking about it right now gives me goosebumps. Um, oh God, what were we just talking about? Oh, Christmas gifts. No, I was off a three that you were going. I just Bewitched. had the perfect thing to say. Steps. Damn it, it's gone. Um, oh, I know. Oh, okay. I So my mum has this Christmas tradition where she gives us Christmas decorations on Christmas Day, like as a present, which is <laughs> so weird because I'm like, oh, can't wait till next year to use this. <laughs> um, and even then, I'm not going to be around while you're decorating the tree. Yeah. And like when I the year that I came out, the one that I got was like, and I don't think and it was to Collins. I don't think it was like supposed to coincide with it but it just happened to be a weird coincidence yeah was a wizard of oz like christmas decoration of them all of them it's a beautifully made hallmark made them they made a line of christmas decorations (laughs) um walking up to the emerald city and like you can press the buttons and they sing and i got it and i was like oh i mean deep down i'm like i love this this is (laughs) so amazing this is so beautiful and detailed and then the other part of me is like i'm such a cliche (laughs) i can't believe i'm fizzing over this Wizard of Oz Christmas decoration. I'm fizzing about it. I, the I'll, same year my sister got um, Twilight. She got Robert Patterson and Kristen Stewart like kind of in an embrace. As a Christmas decoration? Yeah. Where do you get these from? Uh, Hallmark did a line of them. They were in like Paper, pl- paper Plus that year, like in Miraval. And mum was just like lapping them up, like buying them all. Like, but now we've got like, it's such a good timestamp on our tree. I reckon Christmas tree decoration should be more... Like, of the time? We have... Uh, I, oh, there must have been just a phase where we went to McDonald's a lot, and it was when they were doing the mini Cabbage Patch dolls. Yeah. Um, so we had, like, Ice Princess... Just two. There was, like, an Ice Princess one, and there was a rag doll one. And awesome. We, just, we made them ourselves. We tied, <laughs> we tied wool around their neck... Like a noose <laughs> and hung them around. A whole round. bunch of cabbage tree kids killing themselves on the tree. Yeah. And, but just like multiples of the same. We didn't get the whole set. We got two of the five, but a lot of those. Because you know when you're, uh, I don't know. You're also from a big family. Huge family. Huge family. And so when you go to McDonald's. Big and, n- numbers and big personalities. Yes. And big <laughs> brains. Uh, the When you go to McDonald's, but they used to have, when they had a series of toys, they'd bring them out like one at a time. So if you all Slow got release. a Happy Meal, yeah. you all got the same toy. Yeah. Crazy. But they, I think they all had, they had them all there. And because the, I remember I'd be like, I can see the other ones, but they'd yeah. give you the one that you already had because it was that week's release. Mm. That was average, eh? But also kind of cool. But also like, let's not encourage people to go to McDonald's every week <laughs> yeah, to yeah, get their yeah. toy sets. <laughs> um, my sister got me. So the, the first, so I think I came out to my family mostly like right before Christmas. Like they didn't have time to change the presents to gay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but like, the we next don't have year, time. Can we like paint them or cover them in glitter? We need a quick <laughs> edit. Everything I've got like dipped half in glitter. Socks and <laughs> Lynx deodorant kit sets and stuff. <laughs> I get so many body gel sets for Christmas. Oh. That's the only bit where I'm like, you don't know I'm gay yet or something. Yeah. Oh, the one year I got a set of like hand lotions. I was like, you know I'm gay. <laughs> yeah. But like, what's all this creams? And it's, like, it's so like, they're just like, oh, well, we don't know what to get, Chris. And they get me like a shower gel kit set. That stuff's perfect though. Like, that's what I want. I want really? socks. I want... I want bath bombs this year, family, if you're listening, because we've got a bath in my new house and I haven't used it yet and I can't bloody wait. And I want cinder candles. I've got a ba- I've got a bath bomb waiting at home for me. Oof. I love a good bath bomb. Nice. <laughs> uh, my sister got me anyway. This The first 
Christmas, my first gay Christmas, she got me a mug. Um, it was like a quite big mug. And you, uh, when, when it was um, uh, normal, it was just a whole bunch of closet doors. And then when you poured hot water on it, the closet doors faded away. And it was uh, gay figures from history coming out what of the closet. an amazing <laughs> mug. That's kind of genius, though. Like, yeah. that's not, that's just being like, that's bang on the money in terms of like, you're gay yeah. this year, which you're is kind of funny. Yeah, this is fun. Versus yeah. ones that are like, ooh, we got you this, like, walking cane and cape. You know what <laughs> yeah, I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, They're like, yeah. you're a bit of a dandy, aren't you? <laughs> I'm always getting, like, bow tie memorabilia or stuff like oh, that. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm always getting, like, fruity shits from my mum as well. Like, kind of like... Because I, I mean, I wear a bit of colour, but I'm not. I'm never wearing like big flowers, you know. No. But I'm always like, I'm always getting like a sort of fun shirt. Oof. I'm fun shit, Chris, you know. Yeah. But um, but this year I think everyone's like, I think Chris just wants skincare, <laughs> which I'm like, oh, this is great. This is a dream come yeah, true. Yeah, that's what I want. Family, if you're listening, I want like a little eye roller. Um, I love this term, my first gay Christmas. I'm having my first. Um, I, I bring my boyfriend to my family Christmas this year. Yeah, that's, that's my exciting. first kind of like serious gay christmas wow um and he's he's a part of the kind of christmas swapping thing bringing partners to christmas family christmas is such a big ordeal i don't really know how i'm going to deal with this but sort of slowly and i'll breathe through it i guess yeah but it's because it's such a like adult thing to do isn't it yeah totally do you have any weird christmas traditions in your family Recently, one of my sisters lives in London, and this is like uh, right now. Speaking about it, I'm experiencing an intense amount of dread. We uh, Skype my sister and her boyfriend in London, and have one of those group Skype calls where like ten of us are in the same room talking yeah. to them, and it's a true nightmare. <laughs> and then we, my dad sets up his camera on <laughs> a tripod on an automatic timer. We all stand around the TV and we get a family photo with cute. them uh, Skype through on TV. It is cute. But also... Technology I, is a nightmare. Yeah. We've got a very weird Christmas tradition in our family. So when I was six, my granddad passed away. He was an old man. And we <laughs> would visit the grave. We visited the grave on Christmas Day. Whoa. And um, the nice. whole family would drive. And we've been doing that every year yeah. since. And he died in 1996. So... Like, almost a bit too long we've been doing that. Yeah. And what happens is we walk to the grave with my grandma. We all stand around in a circle holding hands. <laughs> all, like, there's, like, 15 of us, because it's my extended family as well, and we sing We Wish You a Merry Christmas to the grave. And we talk to the grave <laughs> as if it's... I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. So we're like, hi, Aww. Billy. And we always go, oh, you're a bit hairy on your chest this year, which is like the grass, the grass on the... T- are so oh, that's cute. N- it's n- we're all... Would you say if the grass was well-groomed, would you be like, oh, we've been manscaping? <laughs> <laughs> I love it, granddad. 
It's just weird because we all two kind of. It was cute when we were kids, but now uh, none of us are under the age of nineteen. Yeah. So we're all too old for it. No, twenty. My sister's twenty. So we're all. So last year though, oh my god, it's so weird. My, my grandma's getting on a bit now. She can't really like. She doesn't have the same mobility she used to have. She's nineteen, oh, yeah. bless her. Oh. Bless and her. we um were walking to be walking to the grave to Billy's grave and she was taking a bit of time getting over the grass and stuff and she's like I don't think mum was like I don't think Hanky's going to be able to get to Billy's grave because it's just too far away and she just can't walk so mum was like okay look I'll tell you what we're all just going to get around this person's grave so we got around a stranger's <laughs> grave <laughs> and mum's like we'll just pretend it's Billy it doesn't matter and so we all held hands around this per- like random like John's grave and we sung him we wish you a merry Christmas while looking into the distance to our actual grandfather's grave which was like a, another sort of five metres in the, to the left oh my goodness and we were like sorry it's just too far this year and then we, we did the whole and then we just talked to this other man's grave what, what we- <laughs> I was like we've got to stop this tradition immediately <laughs> Imagine if his Bill's family came up and found fifteen people they don't know holding hands in a circle, <laughs> swinging their arms, yeah. singing at him. Oh, why is your grandma called Hanty, by the way? Well, you know, you've got kind of cute names for grandparents and stuff, but her last yeah. name's Hanton, and I think it just like oh, yeah. built off that Hanty. So my mum's name is Sharon, and she yes. shortens it to Ronnie now. So yes. she like turned like fifty-five, I think, and she was like, "I'm making a change," and the change is my new name is Ronnie. Uh, oh, this is so good to know because I always thought Ronnie was a nickname, but it's her name now. Well, it's not her legal name. No, but that's what she wants to be addressed by. It's all, she picked it. Um, it's and it's Sharon, so it's like Ronnie. Ronnie. Um, I was just about. I was just trying to instigate calling her Shazza, but um, she hated that. What about Shazron? Shazron. <laughs> Yeah, I'll try that this Christmas. Um, she wanted, though, so we uh grandkids now, and she was like, what should I be called as a grandma? Because uh, we have an Oma and Opa, because uh, yeah. we're Dutch. Um, so she was choosing between Oma. But sh- what she put forward, <laughs> which is really beautiful, she wanted to be called Gronny, like <laughs> Grandma <laughs> Ronnie. And then my sister was like, no, because she didn't want... Um, her son to go to school and talk about his granny and have the <laughs> other kids be like, what the hell are you talking about? My mum's called Gay. Yeah. And we were like, what if we, we were, just, I remember we had a discussion where like what she was going to be called when she was a grandma. Yeah. And we, we were settling on gran- Granny Gay. Oh, which I think is quite cute. That's Old so Granny cute. Gay. Granny Gay. Granny Gay also sounds like a great like drag act. Yeah. <laughs> And please welcome to the stage, Granny Gay. (laughs) The weather outside is frightful. Um, What's your favourite Christmas carol? Um, Huge, huge question. Um, I love Oh Holy Night. Yeah, it's my favourite. Let's talk about it for a second. Okay. Um, It's weird because it's such a religious song. Such a religious song. I also feel like when people sing it, they sing it way too dramatically. They go hard out. They're They're singing it if it's like... A song about war or something. Yeah. Especially when the lyric Fall on Your Knees hits. Fall it's on like your knees. I've seen renditions of that where it sounds like the person is like oh, grieving a lover. Yeah. They're like they're almost crying. And I'm like, You're no, calm down, mate. I don't think it's any- the most serious Christmas carol. Yeah, and no, I don't think people have real connection to the lyric either that they're no. singing with Fall on Your Knees. Because it's oh that's Fall on Your Knees. Yeah, it's so on sad. Your knees. 
Jews. Uh, it's just talking about praying, right? That's what it's yes. about. It's just like squat. Yeah. And the squat down. But it's quite a, a, a like melodically emotional sound. Isn't that it, it, it really sounds. makes you want to weep. Yeah. But it's not really about weeping. Um, I also love Santa Baby. Is that a carol? No, it's Santa just a pop song. Santa Baby. Yeah. That's like in the 50s, eh, when they had like a big push for like Christmas Sexy. pop songs. Sexy Chris- Christmas songs. Um, you know what I do not like? Um, the Pogues uh, Christmas in New York. Fairy Tale of New York. Oh. Do you know the one? What is that? Um, it's the one... I mean, the, look, I'm going to talk about one specific thing. It's the two Irish people, and they sing... There's one lyric which brace yourselves to be momentarily offended by a bad word. But she goes, it's like two uh, couples singing to each other on Christmas Day. And there's one where she goes, you scumbag, you maggot, you cheap, lousy faggot. Happy Christmas, you ass. Da, 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 da. Do you know the song? What? Yeah, I know. So it's why, and I, like, I remember when I heard it for the first time at 13, I was like, that is a real Christmas. I was like, that is what Christmas is really like. But um, now it's just a song that I have to listen to every other time of year that's got the word faggot in it. <laughs> you can say that word in here, especially in this space. Um, faggot. Uh, um, oof. Oof. Oh, it's a hard oof. word to hear. I hate what the hell? Isn't it crazy? They need, a, they need to fix that. They need to change that word. We've been, I've been trying to come up with different options uh, with uh, my flatmate Alice Sneddon. Oh, you yeah. may know from Bonus of the, of the Heart. heart. Um, her, Everyone's a, got a podcast nowadays. Right? Yeah, my whole flat's like, oh, so I'm going to go make another podcast. But you mean to be on dinner. Uh, <laughs> I've got an idea for a podcast. We cook our dinner <laughs> and each week a new guest. <laughs> um, her option for it is, uh, and imagine her voice doing this. Um, you scumbag, you maggot. You cheap, lousy maggot. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Just say the same word twice. I like that. <laughs> yeah, I like that as well. Why other words rhyme with faggot? Here's my one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You scumbag, you maggot, you greasy chip packet. Oh, yeah. You greasy chip packet, like the inside of an empty chip bag. Um, you, you scumbag, you maggot, you want it, you can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> Happy Christmas, yeah, faggot. <laughs> um... Anyway, that's a tense. I mean, if anyone else is, if you have any other options for lyrics for that song, yeah. please tweet them at the male gaze. Yeah. And we'll follow it on. We'll pass it on to the Pogues, who we're super close friends with. I can't believe there's a Christmas carol that I didn't, I didn't realize there was a Christmas carol with a gay slur in it. Yeah. That's exactly why we did this podcast today. Yeah, I know. I was like, oh, there's not much sort of linking between like queer, kind of queer topics and Christmas. Yeah, but there is. And it's so clean, isn't it? It's so hetero. Santa's so straight. Are there any gay Christmas movies? Even Love Actually this, doesn't, oh, have, a, doesn't have a gay storyline in it. What the hell? Because I, I did the live reading of that. Like we did read the script to an audience, and we kind of it was kind of interesting because you just kind of got to read the script versus get swooped up in the performances of Kira Knightley in the movie. <laughs> and she looks beautiful in that film. I will she say does, that But right I now. think she wears a bad hat in one scene. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She's always wearing a kind of cat. Oh, and she comes in and she's like, I brought banoffee pie. Sorry, I've got terrible taste in pie. I'm like, everyone loves banoffee pie. And then she looks at the video of herself and she goes, oh, I look quite pretty. <laughs> and that's terrible. <laughs> anyway, yeah, the storyline, oh, that storyline, Karen Knightley's storyline, I yeah. reckon 
Oh my god, my jaw almost dislocated. That's all right. So passionate about this storyline. <laughs> yes. Oh my god, this storyline. I reckon the one. So the creepy guy who films Kira Knightley at her wedding because mm. he's in love with Kira Knightley. Yeah. He's been giving her the cold shoulder because he can't deal with his feelings. I reckon if that was made today, he'd be in love with the groom. Groom. One hundred percent. But then also, they- it's a shame that that storyline wouldn't have to be so pervy. Like, yeah. I've been filming you from a distance, even though it's kind of like, oh, I love you, like, you straight man. I mean, they should have just had a beautiful gay storyline. They should have. And they, well, they hint towards that that being a, um, like, the first scene. Doesn't he meet someone at the wedding party who's like, oh, you're in love with the, the yes. husband? Yes. And then, and then it's like a reveal that he's... But there is there is also a deleted scene. I think it, there's... Um, really? She... There's, like, an older woman who is... She works in the parliamentary office, I think. Maybe she's like the governor general or something. Oh, yeah, where Hugh Grant is. Where Hugh Grant is and her wife is passing away or something. It's like one small scene. Oh. <sighs> like, cut it. Too like, long, no, slows it too down. Too long, too gay, too old. Uh, <laughs> I reckon. Sad. I know. Oh, yeah. I there wish should be was... a gay Christmas movie. Yeah. There absolutely should uh, be. About a gay elf or something, right? Elf Matthewson. Yeah. Alf I Matthewson. Was that what you call, what did you call yourself? I call myself Alf Matthewson because it's just you just swap out an I for an F and that's my new name. It really changes the set because it adds like it just turns it to one syllable. Yeah, yeah. Really, all the power one letter can do. <laughs> um, <laughs> what's your favorite Christmas movie? Just to end this podcast on, mate. My favorite Christmas movie is oh, and it's quite a gay one, but also mm, quite a weird one is <laughs> Tim Burton's Batman Returns. Did you even know that this is a Christmas movie? I did. Have you know. even seen it? Um, which one is it? I've it's, seen I've seen it all of the Batman films, I think. It's the one with Danny DeVito as the penguin and Michelle yeah. Pfeiffer. Seen God it. bless her Love as Catwoman. It. Yeah. So it's uh yeah, yeah, it's opens with the them trying to light the Christmas tree. Uh and then um the penguins like hooligans come out and uh abuse the streets and then yeah, there's like lots of beautiful Christmas stuff in there um, and I just it's such a camp movie it's ridiculous mm. it's like the campus Batman movie ever none of the story makes any sense but Michelle Pfeiffer is brilliant inspirational in that film what they should just do with these Christmas movies is rather than just like it doesn't I guess all we really want from it is to see a little bit of ourselves in these films yeah like it doesn't have to be about like a struggling you know like homosexual who's been cast away from his family at Christmas that would be a beautiful film yeah but like even just like if the family itself were like a same sex couple yeah that would be dope like that's that's all we're asking for next Christmas that's all we want please um, my favourite Christmas movie is The Miracle on 34th Street I started watching it last night oh um, it's got the girl from Matilda in it what's her name again uh, Mara Wilson Mara Wilson who um, came out as bisexual this year. Yay, congrats, Mara. And she talks, like, she's got such a a specific voice. Like, she's so, her consonants are so Oh, my gosh, I remember this movie. Yes, and it's got (laughs) Richard Attenborough in it as Santa Claus. And, oh, what's her name? She plays Wilma in the Flintstones movie. Oh, who is that? Not Bernadette Peters. Not Bernadette Peters. The other fav- my other favourite redhead actress. Oh, well, her. You have to Google it. Um, <laughs> yeah. You'll have to Google it, fans. But- does she have a wand in this movie? Does Mara Wilson get a wand? Or, or does she just start making magic happen? That's Matilda. When she starts making magic happen. Okay. 
But she doesn't believe in Santa Claus. She's like a depressed kid. She's like eight years old and like oh. super like bogged down by consumerism and stuff because her mum works at, a, at like Coles, this like fancy mall. Mm-hmm. But then they find, they meet Santa Claus and he's brilliant. And it just is a great <laughs> Christmas movie. But it plays on, skates on thin ice because it's like, oh, we don't believe in Santa right from the get go. It's like f- sort of flirting with that idea that Santa don't exist. Yeah. And then he oh. does exist. Because he's got reindeer. Um, but he also works at a mall. I worked as a mall centre once. I know, yeah. Do you have any particularly oh, yeah, great stories for that? That's a good... Uh... I it was like I was, at, I was at drama school and it was my like summer holiday job. Yeah. Good. You only work three hours. That's good. That's really Three hour good. shift. I did do a six hour shift in Potidoa once. Did you do it at Miraval Mall? Because I remember the Miraval Mall guy didn't No, get... it's so bleak. You don't yeah. get a chair at Mal- Miraval Mall. You just walk around with Miraval Mall, for those who don't know, is in Christchurch, which is Elon uh, I's hometown. It's like the fancy area of Christchurch. Yeah. And it's the smallest mall. It's just a mall. I used to work in the CD store there. Yeah. And I remember watching the Santa Claus walk past. In and out. He does he says walk around the mall for three hours, but you can lap it in ten minutes. You can lap uh, quicker than ten minutes. Yeah. Four. I reckon. (laughs) Four minutes. Because the top floor is not even shops, is it? Isn't it like a Nah, it's just like a like lawyers and stuff. (laughs) Dentist or something. Yeah. But yeah. Just kind of buzzy job. Like one woman came up to me asking for her son wanted a pink whistle. Yeah. For Christmas. And she was like, I can't find one. I've looked all around the mall. You wouldn't happen to know where I'd get one from. And she's like, looking at my Santa sack. Yeah. I was like, I'm not going to be, I'm not actually, I'm not going to be able to pull a whistle out of here. I mean, all I've got is um, fruit bursts. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, lady. Oh. Um, and one woman who um, came up to me who still believed in Santa Claus, um, she was a little bit too old to be believing in Santa Claus, but I think she, um, she, she was like IHC or something. There was like, yeah. but her mother just like passed away. It was such, oh my God, this is the saddest story to end the podcast on. Her Sorry, mother, I'll, I'll talk for a little bit after this. Okay, great. Her <laughs> mother had just passed away. So oh. she was like, she was saying it was her first Christmas without her mother yeah. and that she was like nervous that Santa wouldn't find the place. And I was like, I presumed her mother would have done, oh my God, spoiler alert for any Santa believers in our podcast. But I believe that her mum <laughs> was playing Santa Claus for her. WT. Yeah. <laughs> um, and she wrote me a letter and all she oh. wanted for Christmas was a cell phone charger because she had an old phone that they weren't remaking cell phone chargers of oh. and she had lost it and her phone was running out of battery um, it was the saddest thing I've ever had to deal with oh no it's not not the saddest thing but it was pretty devastating that's oh, I hope she got her cell phone charger I know someone was like you should have like got her the cell phone charger and I was like oh my god that would have been such a good idea and I yeah. didn't know I mean that's oh, how just... would you find her oh in the letter probably oh yeah you definitely could have saved Christmas oh damn it I'm a I bad used, person I used to play an elf a lot I used to do cr- these Christmas corporate jobs <laughs> where um so every actor has a sad Christmas corporate job yeah I've done Story. oh I've done multiple elves more, more the most recent one and the last time oh, I yeah. ever did any of this type of work was uh Santa's Batch which is actually very cool it's in Silo Park if you're in Auckland uh and wanted to check it out I think it's still going right now and you go through a little journey and I used to take uh, kids on a sleigh ride um, but the worst elf thing that I used to do was to dress up as an elf and then go with like a bad Santa, like a drunk Santa Claus and we would go to people's Christmas parties and he would like um, hit on all the women oh, and I'd be no. like oh no and one time one of the people at the parties was like pointed at me and said he's a faggot elf um, oh. and that's why you lousy never, you baggot you, you cheap, cheap lolling packet <laughs> 
<laughs> Could you repeat the words you just said? <laughs> you lousy, you maggot, you cheap bunk and bucket. <laughs> Spaggot. Shaggot. Shaggot? Shaggot. Oh, yeah. You, you, cheap, uh, you scumbag, you maggot. If you were hot, I'd shag it. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. You lousy, you maggot. What? <laughs> I forgot the lyrics. I'm bad. You scumbag, you maggot. You scumbag, you maggot. You cheap, lousy, braggot. Braggot. What's a braggart? Someone who brags. Don't be such a braggart. <laughs> there you have it. The perfect replacement. Um, there you have it, you braggart. Offensive lyrics to Merry Christmas, braggarts. <laughs> yeah. From the bottom of our hearts, can we just say, Merry Christmas, you braggarts. I'm sorry, Mom. It's not a face. It's for May, okay. Thanks again to our sponsors at BigPipe.co.nz. Thanks for listening to this podcast. If you're thirsty for another, why not try the worst idea of all time? It still surprises me, like, you know, walking around meeting new people and you explain what the podcast concept is um, here at the festival and people uh, going like, do you really watch it each time? And yeah. even people who have followed through with listening to it. We fucking do, guys. We watch it every single it's time it's not an intelligent podcast but it is a podcast loaded with integrity so um <laughs> not every episode is good but every episode is real it is authentic classic maximum joseph you forget that films are supposed to have a point planning for your next trip elevate your travel style with quince Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.